Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by It's Just Soap. Many store-bought body washes and soap bars are made with toxic ingredients that are harmful to your skin. Soap should be healthy for your body, leaving you feeling clean, hydrated, and moisturized. It's Just Soap is made with natural ingredients, giving you a luxurious lather for the best shower experience. Every shower should feel this good. Go to itsjustsoap.com. That's It's Just Soap, S-O-P. Leave off the A for additives and use the code STAYHOMEHUSBAND for 15% off your first purchase. Hey everyone, I'm Sean. And I'm Tiff. And today on The Random Division, Tiff, what in God's green earth could we be talking about? (laughs) The Bachelor. We're talking about, what a week. There's been a lot of news in the Bachelor world. Yeah, because, you know, there's stuff happening in real time while we're also watching something that happened a long time ago. Yep. What, November? We're looking at footage from November, roughly? Yep. Very, very strange. I'm glad you said that because that is a thing I've been thinking a lot about, especially when we watched last night. This is different than really any other form of entertainment. If you're watching, if you're someone who watches sports, and something happens in a game or even if something happens after a game or to a to an athlete and they are suspended it happens in that moment right now chris harrison has stepped away from the bachelor he announced on what saturday night sunday night but then monday you turn your tv on and well he's there there's chris Chris harrison (laughs) they can't out his contract They can't censor him out of the show. Yeah. Yep. Especially this far into the season. They couldn't just bring, you know, JoJo in or somebody. Um, it's too late. So they just got to ride it out. He's not doing the final rose. And... He, yeah. He won't do the women's. Oh, no. The women's tell all. I think it already filmed. Yeah. I think it's just after the final rose is what we at least know he will not be. He won't be hosting. He it. will not be hosting. Beyond that, we don't know if he's going to take a season off. I would imagine they're in the middle of a season right now. They are in the middle. Wait a second. What's so right now? I Whoever would be the Bachelorette from this season. They're filming the Bachelorette right now? I think they are. I thought they didn't start until March. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe well, I, I, know, I know where they're filming it. They're filming it at a resort in Canada. Okay, that's right. But I thought that they hadn't started it yet, that they're you, supposed to start at the end of February, okay, which yeah. I guess would be next week. Yeah, I, try, I trust you. So, uh, so who that knows means if, he probably won't be hosting it. Maybe, maybe not. If it's a season suspension, I think if it's a season, season suspension, suspension, I don't know if we... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it's a, like yeah. he's a coach of a team. Yeah, or a player. You know, guys get suspended for a whole season. Um, I don't know if it's a whole season if he comes back as the host of the show he's he an executive producer, producer of the and, show and yeah do all that stuff but if the show does okay without him they might just decide to it might be time he's been he's been the host the whole time maybe a natural time for him to just walk away from from that role on tv yeah who knows i guess i mean it was a smart move i think i know that because of everything that came out with the rachel Lindsay uh podcast well the interview that she had with him and on his extra res- yeah on, on extra and his response uh, to her asking him his, I guess, his thoughts on what what is going on with Rachel Kay, who's a current contestant on the show, who we talked about in a previous episode. 
liking some questionable, well, some controversial things. She liked a photo of a, of her friends, I think, posing in front of a Confederate, Confederate flag. flag, and she attended a Old South party, which is deeply rooted in racism. It's even though it is a tradition of, I think, some Southern schools to to host these. I think I guess the the school, from what I had read, and I don't know if this is true. But they had actually told the fraternity or sorority, whoever... It was a sorority party. They actually had told them that they weren't allowed to host it. They weren't allowed to have it. And they went off-site. To an antebellum home. Yeah. So they doubled down on the whole thing. Yeah. And when I say, when we say they, I have no idea what Rachel Kirkconnell's connection i don't know i, I don't know if she don't was know a if she part planned of it. it or if she, she just it i mean we know like she attended she, it yeah she, there was a picture of her with two other people who attended it yep so yeah who knows there's obviously rachel rachel k released just recently published a an apology statement on instagram that i thought was actually really well written mostly because she didn't say, she didn't like make any excuse. She didn't say I was naive or I was young or I was ignorant or anything like that. She just said, there's nothing like everything I did. She just took ownership of her actions. She was like, this was what, this was the way that I thought of the world or this is, this was, I mean, I'm doing a horrible job. You should just read her Instagram statement. It's pretty good. It's, she just, she just completely, from what I can read, owned it and didn't blame her school environment didn't blame how she was raised didn't blame any of it just completely owned the fact that she has to educate herself yeah and she's like there's nobody else that's responsible for educating me on what i need to look like i need to do that yeah so it was really i thought i think that's the only thing that she can do right now because i i think until a contestant is eliminated on the show i don't think that they can go and do interviews which kind of, so I don't think she can go and publicly like take on an interview to defend herself at all. Yeah. So Rachel Lindsay, when she had the interview with Chris Harrison, said something along the lines of there's nothing stopping her from making a statement, which she did. But they didn't really talk about the potential for her going on whatever. Good morning. America. I don't even know if she would do and something I, like exactly, that. Exactly. I wouldn't like I'm I'm sitting here in our living room talking about this and I'm uncomfortable or nervous that one of us is going to say something. I mean, we are, we could edit it out, but like that we're just going to put our foot in our mouth without even knowing we're putting our foot in our mouth. Um, and you know, upsetting somebody who happens to hear this. Right. You would have to, yeah. Like if she were to take an interview in a public forum, then it would need to be, she would need to be coached. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm sure she's in the process right now of being coached because that, that's that so, um, statement that, did feel like it was very much from yes and i'm glad that you brought that up because that was actually the main reason i wanted to even mention this at the top of the show is that i'm so surprised and maybe this exists and they just are doing a terrible job why hasn't especially when rachel Lindsay herself had a racist contestant on her show why hasn't abc hired some kind of diversity consultant or like, I know it's like every school have... in the, every school in the country is doing this and every organization is making a point. I mean, yeah, to your point about us being on this podcast and being afraid that we're going to say something that's inadvertently insensitive. Right. 
I mean, ABC just keeps <laughs> I know. keeps doing this yep. on national television. They keep allowing this to happen is what I should be saying. They, they keep casting people that are problematic or, I mean, this girl could have, she could have easily slipped through the cracks. I don't, it looked like it was a deeper dive than like, say, Lee, who just had tweets on Twitter that blatantly said horrible things. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was outwardly. Whereas I think they had to go a little deeper on Rachel to, to find stuff. Yes. I mean, ultimately, if you have 32 women, though, and we've, we've talked about this before, if you have 32 women or 32 men, 32 contestants, love hunters, whatever you want to call them, they, you should be able to vet them closely enough to know that this stuff is coming. Yeah, I mean, they should we be able to do a deep this dive. A month, this stuff came up a month ago. Yeah. Which means she was in the public eye for two weeks and people were saying, there's some stuff that feels a little bit funny. And we, we, I mean, we poo-pooed it. I know we didn't poo-poo it, but we were like, we like Rachel and we feel like she was 18 and she liked a couple pictures. Well, because at the time, the news, the way that it was being presented in the news was that she liked photos that were problematic. Yes. Well, and I thought as an 18-year-old, by the way, this did prompt me to go through my own Instagram and look at things I liked from like a few years ago. And there may be a couple posts that I think out of context could be, could look bad. Like I liked a photo of a friend. <laughs> I liked it for the caption. Right. But... Because the caption was funny because it was sarcastic. But if you just looked at the photo and that I liked it, it could look bad. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know, you have to look at every single isolated incident under a different lens. And we don't have the proper lens really to to reasonably comment on it just because we're not, you know, we're white people and we don't. Right. And we, we have no idea. <laughs> like, I mean, not not trying to blame our ignorance or anything, but like. We we took what we were hearing about Rachel earlier on, and we were just like, oh, well, she was 18, and she liked some photos that were problematic. Yeah, or I started to get a little bit kind of like, oh, there's there's something else. Tried to you like I we could both put our we could both put ourselves in an 18 year old shoes flipping through Instagram. It didn't exist when I was 18, right? But I could I could picture the 18 year old me going through and liking pictures because there were people in it who I wanted to know that I liked their picture because that, that was, a, was thing a thing yeah. that where you could see everyone could and s- it was a public thing and whatever. Um, but, I mean, but, but then I started to think about would I have felt comfortable maybe going as a college student to a party at an old plant. I mean, I'm from the Northeast, whatever. But like, I, I'm trying to even come up with an equivalent for the Northeast. And I don't necessarily know if I would have felt great. And I also probably wouldn't have had friends who weren't doing that either. Right? Like, I Yeah, had, that's the thing. Is like a lot of stuff started coming out. More and more things would come out about her, about her friend circle. And a lot of it is highlighting the fact that her friends aren't, aren't great. Or people that she surrounded herself with, at least in college, appeared to also like or post, you know things that are really problematic or inappropriate yeah so yeah so but i guess what i'm trying to say and maybe that's a good segue into like moving on into the rest of this episode yeah the it was 
interesting to see how everything kind of happened in real time. And then we got to watch last night's episode with a different viewing angle, I guess, because we know that Chris Harrison isn't going to be hosting, at least for the foreseeable future after this season is done. And then we also saw Rachel advance into... Into hometowns. Hometowns, yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So that led me into wondering... And of it is a black bachelor. Yes. Right? Like all of those things laid on top of this entire what's going on is... Right. was really strange to watch. And those... And there are people who... There are a lot of... Which is a good thing. There are a lot of white people who are trying to be allies and they're trying to be supportive and stand with a lot of the former black contestants uh, and current, the ones that we're watching right now, are people of color, BIPOC. They're, they've all issued collective statements mm-hmm. out kind of supporting Rachel Lindsay, but also going against what Chris Harrison did and hit when he flippantly remarked that we should all give Rachel K a little bit of grace and what she did was two years ago and like I guess the world was a different place two years ago and that excuse of her him just trying to defend Rachel K well they all spoke against that as members of the BIPOC community they felt that Chris Harrison needed to be held accountable which is good we have this collective agreement that but anyway, what I'm trying to say is that there were there were uh, there were white people who were coming out and saying like, "What can we do? Well, we can boycott watching the show." Right. And then there were other people who were like, "But if you boycott watching the show, so that your ratings won't count, so the show won't have good ratings, well, now you have a black lead who won't have as great of an episode ratings wise." Yep. So it's like, well, what? So there's a whole. I think. I think. There was, I mean, this was just like me going on Reddit and... And you're showing the impact possibly of Chris Harrison not being on the show, right? right? So like, oh, Chris Harrison leaves the show and suddenly ratings go down. Now, can you do the math and say, well, it was the same week people were boycotting or people stopped watching right. the show. Right, and I think ABC would have to take that into consideration. Yeah. They wouldn't, yeah, because people did, from what I remember a, a few years ago, I believe a lot of people did boycott the show uh, Bachelor in Paradise after hearing about the incident that took place between Demario. Demario and Corinne, yeah, which was like a non-consensual sexual act. Right. Which was just, I think the non-consensual part of it was that she apparently was like passed out drunk. Yep. And Bachelor, didn't, Bachelor didn't franchise didn't really address it. Or, they just, they just pushed Bachelor in Paradise back a couple weeks. <laughs> they mm-hmm. stopped filming. Um, yeah. and we kind of all just press the reset button and, uh, Demar, was it Demario? Is that his name? I think that, I yeah. think that was, cause wasn't he on Rachel Lindsay's, um, season and he yeah, had a girlfriend. He was the, one with the girlfriend who showed up at the, at the basketball game. Yeah. Yeah. That guy had a rough go. Um, and then he, and then he shows up again and he doesn't just Demario. Um, yeah. So anyway, there's. A lot of a lot going on. It's great to see this collective response because the show somehow has skated through twenty years of of having men and women on, and they've only just in the last few years 
finally started putting people of color on the show. Yep. Yeah. And they've had, there's been other, I like, I think and, and it's I, amazing that this, that Rachel is the one who kind of, Rachel Kirkconnell is the one that, it feels like she broke it. She was the final straw. Yeah. Um, she's definitely it's, it's taking. It's interesting that she's a woman. Yeah. We were talking about this before we came on and um, I know we're kind of waiting in these waters a little bit longer than we planned, but like a 24 year old woman is the one who ends up, I guess, having being held accountable, being the most held accountable when we had, we were talking about Chad Johnson before this, who was horrible, absolute monster. We had Luke P who Hannah, Hannah Brown had on her season and he made it all the way to hometowns and then kind of showed his, uh, his true colors. Um, we had we had Lee, who was on Rachel Lindsay's season, who was uh, a really like I mean he was an outward racist and ABC and homophobic and yeah and ABC even like made him the his storyline like his main um, the main person he was kind of pitted against was Kenny. Yeah. The black wrestler. Yep. yep. And they had a two on one. Like all of it yep. was. And we, that was another moment where everyone knew watching the show that this guy had this um, kind of internet social media presence. And then you're watching him interact with Kenny and calling him like aggressive. Yeah. Using all of the really horrible. And he wasn't like, he was at the, after the final rose, he got to, I don't know, there was never a moment. That I can remember. I remember, I think they were trying to get him to like apologize and he wouldn't. And they were trying to get him to say, I'm going to learn. I'm really sorry. And I think he finally came around doing it after basically being browbeaten during the episode. It's just saying like, I'm going to be a better man. All that, all that stuff that he just, he just said, I think to say whatever, but I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's interesting that, yeah, that, uh, that this is the, this was the breaking point. It was Chris Harrison being flippant with an ex-bachelorette who was also the first black lead of the show on TV. I mean, you couldn't write all of this. Any, I know. Like, I'm not not to say any better, but like, it's almost it's almost fiction. It it it's weird when the reality show, when the scripts and the drama that they try to create for the reality show bleeds out into the real, into a dangerously real. Uh, topic yeah. or a social issue, yeah. basically. So, do you think? Do you think that part of Chris Harrison's frostiness and uh, and I think we keep that, using the word flippant was because part of it is he's just kind of. I think he he looked fed up talking about it. I think he thought that I think that Matt he James might be was, a fed up. I think he might, but I think I think she wins. Yeah, and that's the next and part. that he. Maybe that's not the first, maybe Rachel's question him about Rachel Kirkconnell is, was not, let's just say it wasn't the first time he'd heard the question or he had to deal with that topic. Yep. And then he might've been battling it with, who knows, maybe with ABC, who, I have no, I mean, who knows, maybe for the last two or three weeks, they've been trying to figure out what to do because they knew that she won. Or they, or they had named her, or she's Bachelorette. Or she's Bachelorette. One or the other. Yep. If she, I think the Bachelorette thing, 
I mean, obviously they can change on a dime. Uh, yes, can, we learned that this summer. They can change mid-season if yep, they want. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a there is definitely. I mean, it's not just our opinion or my opinion. There's a theory online that that's why he that she wins, and that's that could. There's some speculation that possibly Rachel Lindsay had already heard that. Yep. And was kind of poking because she wanted to see somebody. You know, so it's just it's a shame that people who have these troublesome pasts are get go really far in the show. Garrett won Becca Kufrin. That's another one, right? Uh, yep. Season and Garrett. I mean, they're not together anymore, but they were together for a while. And he has some posts that are very conservative, and he do, I I don't know about race racist posts. Maybe maybe he has. I know he was certainly accused of either liking or being affiliated with racist things on Instagram. So possibly I have no idea. Cause I haven't dug any, I haven't looked at his Instagram, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's I don't another have the one. time or the patience to dig through what people like. I know, I'm glad other I know. people, I'm, it's I'm glad great other people, that other people do, do, it. do. They can go find it. But I also, I, I do, we don't really spend much time outside of watching the show and we listen to maybe like two podcasts. Sometimes we'll listen to it together or we'll listen to it individually, but we don't spend a lot of time in our, in our intervening weeks between shows and talking about no, it. Listen, like be Consuming all the other stuff. Um, I would encourage people to watch the Chris Harrison interview with Rachel Lindsay, and I would also encourage people to listen to the Rachel Lindsay um, bachelor party on The Ringer. Yeah. The Friday episode, they just took a chunk of Rachel Lindsay's podcast she does with Van Lathan, and... It was Rachel Lindsay talking about that interview with Chris, and this was all before Chris Harrison stepped away. Um, but it was a good like if you're looking for two good things, and it's that's 20 minutes of your time between the interview, and then it's like I think it's maybe a 20 minute section of a podcast. Yeah, Rachel, I'm excited, I'm interested, not necessarily excited. I'm interested to meet her parents next week. This that is Rachel K. Rachel K. Uh, because just of everything that's. It, it, that will be a very another very strange watch. Um, let's talk our... about this week's episode for a little bit. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's finally get into it. Yep. Okay. You want to talk about Heather showing up first? So more toxic nonsense from people. So yeah, this is great. This actually uh, showcased why these women who I did want to finish that whole segment about what we were just talking about with Rachel K. With just admitting that we are sadly all imperfect humans and i think especially we are imperfect when it comes to understanding how our own inherent racism which i think is this taboo word that we've grown up with can affect our these tiny things that we do and we don't even know that we do it right and not to make excuses for rachel k because she certainly didn't make any excuses for herself which i think is commendable but uh just to finish on the note that the <laughs> these contestants they sh- they they put themselves out there and sometimes it's not always great and then sometimes what they show on the sh- on the show is not who they actually are and then you have to rely on whatever you see otherwise, whatever other actions they've done or put out into the world. And in this case, Rachel Kay, her previous actions prior to being on the show were problematic, unfortunately, and 
I don't, I just think that moving on, now we get to talk about everybody else in the show mm-hmm. and how shitty they were to Heather. Yeah. And also how dumb Heather was to come on week six. Yeah. Do you think, so I guess my question is, how long was she in quarantine? Like, was she there week four and they made her wait the whole two weeks? No, they tested her. They would have just tested her. Probably five days. Okay. I bet you she was there So for she probably five days came before. there for, for week five, but rolled up at week six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you think she she would have known because of Hannah? Wouldn't she have known how far along they were? Uh, First off, you're expecting Hannah Brown to know anything? That's, That's a good point. Nice That's a good point. Speaking of being mean, <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I think she just wanted to be on TV and she was probably at home in quarantine and thought I, I can fly across the country and maybe take a, take a wing and a prayer at a guy my best friend seems to think would be a good match for me. I don't have anything to lose. Probably working remotely. I can go and do this and if I stick around, it's a month of my time, maybe. Um, if yeah. not... I come, I go home, I hop in my minivan in my white dress oh my and go home. Why? I don't know. Like, I, I just think it's a ridiculous thing the whole, to do. The whole thing. So, so Heather rolls up and in, in, drives herself into the minivan with the minivan, rolls up in this white gown, poor choice, waves at the girls as she walks through the lobby to go talk to Matt. Yep. And then interrupts Piper and Piper has an absolute meltdown. And yep. honestly, both Piper and Jacinia and um, who was the other one? They were mean to her when she came out after talking to Matt and was trying to like address them. And I think she tried to apologize about showing up late or interrupting Piper. Well, Piper demanded an apology. That's right. Piper demanded an apology. I don't blame her. Uh, yeah, I, you know, in that case, you know who she should be mad at? Matt. Matt. And Matt, Matt should have Matt, told Heather. And Matt apologized. Can you just wait? To his credit, he apologized. But she was mad at Heather. That's how this whole thing works. And I don't know. Like that that's Matt's that Matt could have very easily been like, you know what, you just showed up. Can you go wait outside for for five minutes? I'm finishing up with someone who's been here for six weeks. Like that's a that's what he should have done. I don't know if there's clearly there's no rules on the show, so he could have done that. It's not like you have to tell the person mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the Piper other... could have also negotiated. We've seen the people negotiate and, and said, can I just have five more minutes? I don't know who you are. I, I don't know you. I, what's going on? I could. Can I just have five more minutes? And then you can you can have Matt. Yeah. It, it was a strange. They were she, they could have act, she could have absolutely demanded more time in front of Matt to Heather at that moment. And then instead she's like, OK, and gets up and then walks out to the women and and just loses her mind and then waits until Heather comes out and is really rude to Heather. Yeah. They were, they were accusatory and they were like, why are you here? Weird tone to it. It was really mean girl. It was really mean girly. It was so, it was just like, wait, hold on, hold on. You guys all complained about being bullied when the other villains previous, previously were, were giving, they were, yeah, okay. They weren't really complaining about being bullied. They were complaining about those new five new girls. I mean, 
none of those girls were really complaining about being bullied. Well, people were saying that there was bullying going on in the house. Yeah. Katie was saying it. It wasn't just anything. Jacinia kind of called MJ out for rightly so for bullying. Uh, yeah, for the whole OG or being or toxic or whatever or the the yep. word is that they use. So yeah, so then just to see them be so mean, I mean, I don't know. They they had there was a weird snippet where they had Kit say something like "bitch, why are you here?" or yep. "bitch, go home" or yeah. something like that. That wasn't Heather. I think you're you you. That was too close up. That wasn't. I think that I think yeah. It was a very close up shot of Kit saying it, and I looked out of con. It looked almost out of context. But. Well, it was just too close. You didn't see if you don't see Heather in the shot. I don't necessarily, and it wasn't directed at her. I don't really believe that Kit said that directly to Heather. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I like ultimately. Heather goes home. Not no rose ceremony. She goes home. Matt walks her out, and basically Matt admits to her that if it, this whole thing doesn't work out, they'll probably end up hanging out in San Diego. That's not really what he mm, said. They cut a lot of the conversation out, but it looked like he was insinuating that, hey, in a different world or a different different time outside of this, we could probably hang in San Diego. Oh, okay. I didn't take it. I more took it like in a different time and place. Like we in could a parallel universe, out. this could have been a thing that happened, but it's not going to. And he put her in, the, he, and then he sent her on her way. And the woman swooned because this is how the roller coaster of emotions works on this show where he sent Heather home and Matt James is the hero of the night. Um, yeah. Ap- apologizes to Piper and uh, basically to all of them. And um, yeah, goes to a rose ceremony right after that. That was kind of yep another another rose ceremony. And man, we had who I can't even remember who went home. Well, Chelsea went home. Chelsea went home. That's right. And Serena C went home. Yeah, those who are who didn't get a rose. And we had we had predicted that to a, an extent, I believe. Yeah. Um, yes, I had Serena C as my number 10 in my power rankings last week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had kit number nine. Chelsea was my number, was number seven, but, um, yeah. So Chelsea goes home, Serena C goes home. So, and Heather goes home. So we go from 11 to eight. We have Piper, Michelle, Brie, Rachel, Serena P, Kit, Jacinia, and Abigail all get roses that night. Yep. That's, uh. And then we head into three really lame dates. Yeah, we had... With with very high stakes, we had three very, very poor dates, I think. Considering we're looking at hometowns. We had Jacenia with the tantric... Not Jacenia, oh my gosh. Serena P. You're going to learn their names. I I know their names. I'm I'm distracted by Twitter and the Celtics game on right now. We... Serena P had the tantric yoga date. Yes. We had the Tokyo. I, I want to say Tokyo Drift because that's the only movie that has the word drift in it that I can think of about cars. They were drifting. It was like stunt car drifting. Yeah. Um, they had the drifting date with Jacinia. With Jacinia. And then the group date. We have no idea what they did. Nope. We went straight to the night part. We went from Serena P and uh, Matt outside in fake snow on they, a that was on a, a good way to on end. an ice rink and then 
we went to commercial and the next shot was the girls walking to the night portion of the group date in freezing cold in their dresses and their heels. No clue what they did during the day. Yeah. They might not have done anything, but we did not see anything. They did not mention anything. It was like the date that will not be named. <laughs> it was it's so strange. Gone, which is very strange. Um, a lot happened. Maybe just nothing ha- on the date happened. Maybe it just wasn't interesting. Yeah, and and they did have a lot happen in that uh, in that evening portion of that. They needed group to get. Team. They needed to edit through. I will say just quickly. So Serena P has the tantric yoga date. This is such a popular date on The Bachelor, especially as you're getting you're narrowing down your women. They yeah. usually do this like weird physically intimate one-on-one date and i appreciate so much that serena p was like yeah i didn't like it i was uncomfortable for me yeah well she said it's probably the first time and the last time that i do tantric yoga ever that's i feel you serena p that those dates always make me so uncomfortable and part of it is that i don't like yoga in general but just the having a guy like lift you up and do like the airplane with you with his feet or then have bring you your groins or your groin to groin with somebody like coaching you yeah, and telling you there. what to do. Yep. It's so awkward. And Serena P strikes me as someone who's, I mean, she even says it like pretty private and yeah. slow moving that this kind of put her just in an awkward. So awkward what position. should we replace this date with? I'm talking about in general, can we remove the tantric yoga date or the Vic- Vikram yoga date or the whatever? Yeah, those spiritual those chakra. spiritual like close intimacy. Are we breathing. including are we including like weird massage dates? Oh gosh, or yes. The Zach and Tasha body painting date. Yes, where they were pretty much naked. Yeah, those those dates happen right around this time every time it's like Mm -hmm. a hometown it's like a it's a hometown rite of passage for one of the people or they get sent home yeah right it's like one of those dates that pushes that uh yeah that like romantic whatever physical attraction level so i had asked you last night like let's just come up with a couple dates to replace some of these bachelor these weird bachelor trope dates yeah and the, what did you come up with a, a one-on-one option and a group date option? I I guess I kind of came up with one date could be either and I was thinking more about the property that they're on right now more than just a general date. So like if this was Nemecolon right now and it was a date for hometowns. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Oh, sorry cuz I'm thinking also that it's fall there. Okay, continue. Yeah. So there's been many flyovers of this place. And this is this is more of a date that I would want. I know where you're going with this. They have a golf course on <laughs> their property. They actually have two, and they're both pretty good golf courses. But Chris I went Harrison's to the website. There. Chris Harrison is playing all the golf he wants. Uh-huh. I forgot about that. He's probably living it up. So if this was at Nemecolon, like, give me a, some sort of, like, cheesy golf date. It doesn't have to be a round of golf. Like, there's got to be a driving range, a putting green, go play a par, go play a par three. That could be a one-on-one date. Or that it could, could be also a group, be a group date. date. Yeah. In the real world, you would also don't have to go to a golf place. You could go to Top Golf. 
Yeah. Another really fun place. Great group date would that, be Top Golf. I will say this, Sean. Beers. I would love to go to Top Golf. Top Golf is like a better version of bowling. Yep. Um, I don't know. Like, you, you obviously can swing and miss and hit the ball wherever, but there's no gutters. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit more. I don't know. It's a little bit more fun. So Top Golf could be a good group date, whereas Golf Golf at Nimicolin could be, be a good one on one date. Possibly a one on one. I don't necessarily know if it's a hometown, like, you know. That's like gift. a getting to know you date because you have a lot of time to talk. Yeah. Well, you also get to see how someone reacts when they're maybe learning something or you're teaching somebody something. Mm, or they just start putting craters into the ground and they're really frustrated. That's what I mean. Right. So you get to see someone who is having a hard time learning a, a, a skill. Did you learn a lot about me when I was trying to learn? When you were trying to learn? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you are very easygoing. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, oh. you've, you, I don't know, you're a good golf partner. So that would be a fun one. Top golf would be a great one for like a middle middle season. Let's get a bunch of people. Let's get some beers. All right. Let's put some sticks in angry people's hands. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of jokes about maybe, oh, I might hit them in the head with my driver. Um, And then my other date, not really sure how this one would work. Group date for sure. Give me some sort of supermarket sweep. (gasps) That's what I have. (laughs) Are you serious? So my date, I mean, continue with yours and I'll explain That's all I have. I was just thinking about the show Supermarket Sweep and having something. You could have like teams of two. So maybe you get six women. So a smaller group date. um, And you have like a supermarket sweep type. People running around trying to collect things in, in shopping carts or trying to hit a certain price mark. I don't know. I thought that'd be kind of fun. I think people would complain about it if it was for women because it's, you know, feels like a patriarchal like, oh, we're going to go shopping. Yeah. But listen, you can't keep everybody happy all the time. I think it would be a fun date. It could well, be either way. If, if it was a if you were the lead, you obviously have an idea for this, too. Yes. So I. OK, so my date was a one on one date idea okay to go to piggyback off of what you're saying and i called it a meal planning date okay that's i was trying to come up with a with a food one which is like basically as a couple when you live together you will be shocked if you've never lived with a person that you've that you're dating before uh, how much time you have to dedicate to meal planning and I'm not saying it's a lot of time. It's just more than just, oh, I'm just going to go around the corner to the, you know, to the sub shop and pick up something on the way. You can, you don't do that when you're with somebody. You don't just eat leftover pizza all the time. If you do, let us know. I want to hear from you. <laughs> you suddenly you are like, it out. well, because here's what happens in be- our house. I come in at like 1230 in the afternoon because I don't really eat lunch. So I'm hungry. And I ask you, what do you want to do about dinner? <laughs> yes, he asks me midday. Usually when I'm my brain and my headspace is completely engulfed in something else work related. And he'll be like, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want. Yeah. So. And then we have pizza. So like, I just want, want Bachelor Nation to recognize that real couples, if they're going to make it, they have to learn how to meal plan, write up a grocery list. So you're going to pick a couple recipes that you want to make for the week, write up a grocery list, and then go to the grocery together. Don't lose each other. You could lose each other. All right. We'll make a plan to come back to the aisle at a certain time. Yep. And 
and yeah, and then see if you can hit a budget. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily ask them to plan for multiple meals. At I would just like have them plan one, pl- and then they got to make yeah, it. They and then, go and and then make you it. have to make it. Yep, that's the so day you, and the night. You plan your meal, and then you yeah, that's exactly. So that's more was because it's a that's also re- a real life date. Like but you have to do it when you're hungry. Oh yeah, you got to shop hungry. You got to shop hungry, and you have to. And you got to keep to that budget. <laughs> no throwing to. chocolate in there. Unless, well, that would also be kind of a funny way to like get to know the person you're dating too. Is what kind of snacks do they try to sneak into the cart? Yeah, or cereal. Or cereal. Yeah. Or Can they resist the cereal aisle? Yeah. Um, and then my group date idea, I had written down uh, golf as a group date, potentially like doing like a um, scramble or something like a golf scramble. Yeah. But then I figured you would say that. Mm-hmm. This is how similar we are. Yeah. We just picked basically grocery and golf. <laughs> But then I threw in a third option just in case, which was a good group date idea that I don't think has been done before is one of those escape the rooms. You know, the escape the I, rooms. They have, I think they have done those. They have? I think they have. Yeah. I got to look this up because yeah. I don't know if they have. I Okay. I, I think they have, but. Well, it's not enough. They haven't done it enough for it to be a tantric yoga date. Oh, right. Of course Like, not. they have... And granted, I know that that date is, like... It is such a trope because it's sexual. So I can't think of any good semi-intimate dates that aren't quite as icky. Right. I don't know. Yeah, well, they're all kind of, like... They all fall in that same category. Do a spin class together? Like a, that's not... I know. Fun run a 10k together yeah no no yeah anyway that was good i just wanted to see if we could come up with any yeah. other suggestions for the date box yep at Nemecolon, you could go shooting i'm sure there could there's yeah there hasn't been any like you know skeet shooting or but who knows what abc you know is trying to stay away from and deal with um all right so i guess we should just kind of wrap up with the fact that we went from 11 women at the start of this episode and in two hours, Matt James just wiped the whole place clean. And he's, he's got four women left. Oh, yeah. Which is what we've been asking gr- for a lot of times. So on the group date. It's, it's great. I just think he got rid of one that maybe shouldn't. I think Abigail could have stayed a little bit longer. So what did you think of his explanation to her as to what, what happened? Do you remember what he said? I didn't understand it. He kind of described it like it was a race. He said that they didn't have enough time. Well, he admitted that he had felt pretty good about her, obviously got the first impression rose, and we've heard that a trillion times. And he felt comfortable and good, and then in that period of time where they they didn't have a one-on-one, and they, you know, didn't really have... He had all that time to build connections with the other women and basically she was passed in his you know his feelings grew stronger for basically yep. four other women um and that's what then he said i'm not gonna lead you on i'm just gonna walk you out after she kind of just put it on the line i can't remember specifically what she said but i think she well, had said she was frustrated that she hadn't gotten a one-on-one and was feeling a little bit like a little bit of tension be- that this is hometown week yeah Um, Of course. Like, uh, I think what she said was made sense. Like, 
I mean, you're going to have your family come out and quarantine and do the whole thing. And you haven't even had a one-on-one date with this guy. Yep. That's just a lot for a potential proposal. (laughs) Yep. So I agree with what she said. It sounded, it seemed like it was for the most part as mutual as it could have been because she was, she was just pushing it and bringing it to his attention. And he was like, yeah, I guess I should just do this now. Yeah. Rather than, rather than make you wait for the, for the rose ceremony. Yeah. Um, so she gets sent home. The other people on this group date were... Kit. Um, Kit. Let's see. Kit, Michelle, Bree, Piper. Rachel. And Abigail. So those are the people who are on the date. We all We go back... Um, all the girls feel like they're going to get that rose. <laughs> they're going to get that rose. Yep. Abigail went home. Bree talked about her quitting her job that week because yes. she had basically, I got the sense that she just had issue. It was either you got to come back to work or you got to quit because you've yep. been gone too long. Yeah. And she did make sure to let him know how important her job was to her because she like, I mean, I'm sure she worked hard to be, to do whatever she was doing, but also because her mom had worked so hard to to provide and sacrifice for her to get to a position where she could potentially have whatever she had in life. Yep. So for her to walk away from a job that she clearly cared about meant that she was really serious about being on the show. Yep. What a statement (sighs) of feeling. Yes. A big time statement of feeling. So she had her conversation. Um, Kit just lays down the early 20s law and says hey listen listen if i'm going to be your if i'm going to be your lady i want to finish my education i just love when she said I that i need to, to finish school i want to build my career and that means i'm not going to be able to have kids until i'm 25 or 26 because she, right now she's 21 and that feels like a forever plan um and I can't really remember what Matt said other than kind of like the thing you would expect He's anybody to say. It's just like, yeah, that's like a five year plan. And I just want to support whoever he I was, pick. And he was supportive. He said that he was very supportive of, I mean, he, he did. He just kind of, he does this thing when she was talking where he just kind of was smiling when she was like, yeah, he was just like, he, well, he gets like smirky anytime the women are, um, you know, share their statements of feeling, mm-hmm. whether it's like I'm falling in love with you or I'd like to have kids at 26, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Rachel says that she's falling in love with Matt. Matt also says when I'm, I think about you a lot. Yeah. Which was a pretty big statement. Um, so they go back and Rachel, he doesn't, Matt doesn't even do the big buildup. I thought he was going to do a big buildup. He sits down, he grabs the rose on the other side of the table, picks it up and like, you know, all the women's eyes follow it down. <laughs> and then he just turns and you think, he goes, Rachel? And you're waiting for, you know, the two or three sentences like he's been doing all season. And he just goes, will you accept this rose? <laughs> it was so anticlimactic. It was so strange. And yeah. the, all the women were, were pretty... I mean, they were crushed because they knew if they got the rose, they would get, it was a hometown. It's Secured. A hometown lock. Yeah. Um, Kit looks like her cat has been killed four times. Um, I know. She has a very expressive, sad face. Michelle looked even, even upset. Piper is sulking. 
um, which she seems, which she showed she's very good at this episode. Really yeah. good sulker. I know. Really surprising behavior yeah. from Piper, actually. Yeah. Um, so then Kit shows up at Matt's place afterwards, surprises him, and basically says, I, I think you deserve to have someone who actually is ready to be here for you. Yeah, she after she laid out her five-year plan to Matt, she decided when she didn't get the rose in the group date that maybe she's not ready to be engaged right now. Yeah, it would I mean this is the equivalent of someone going in for a job interview, answering their where do you want to be in five years question, feeling like I think I nailed it. I think I gave them the answer they wanted. I think I kind of, you know, I took I stood my ground. I said the thing I wanted to say. I feel good about it. I'm going to get the job. And then they don't get the job and they think, I didn't want that job. Right. Right. <laughs> Which is exactly what she just did. I wasn't, I wasn't in the right place for that yeah. job. I'll tell you what, you know when she would have wanted to be engaged to him? If he had given her the rose at the group date. She would have taken that rose gladly and then Part of me does kind of wonder hometowns. what, why did she go on the show? Is just because she wanted to, I mean, I guess like her mom is famous. She's not famous. Right. So maybe it does help give her more exposure to go on the show. But like, you know, if you're 21 years old and you get on the show, you're, 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 the, the show is supposed to, you're supposed to end up with somebody you end up engaged to. It's yep. like when they get to this point, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yep. I mean, Kit was, was two minutes away from saying you're not the man I thought you were or something like that, you know, just. Yeah, like she was just of, disappointed and like you didn't pick me, so I'm not I'm I'm gonna get I'm gonna get out of here before before you really can't pick me at the rose ceremony. She yeah. saw the writing on the wall, I think. Um the Jacinia date, they go drifting. Yeah. It was really uneventful. I would have liked to see it how they learned like to drift because a... they made it seem like Jacinia was a drifter <laughs> like and she's been doing it her whole life yeah they just hop in the car and she's like all right here we go <laughs> and they're spinning all over the place and matt looks like he's having a blast matt, this was like a matt date i mean this was a bro like some i mean great for just many kudos to Jessenia for actually enjoying the date and being a trooper about it i maybe i would think it was fun but this is not a date to me. This was like, I just didn't, he's just done, he just had a lot of these dates that are like very much boy, boy dates. I think that's also just because they're at this one place and it's really challenging. Yeah, I guess you're right. They're not going to new cities and able to explore a place. I mean, I I don't know. It would have been, I don't know. It would have been nice to see more of the, Process. Resort. Yeah, or the resort. Yeah, sell sell us on the resort. The, what do you call it? The um, Shining Mansion. It's the Shining Mansion. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. of the the shots from. I forget what the mansion is called in the book, so it's just the Shining Mansion. Um, yeah. So Jacinia has a good date with Matt, and it's fine. And it's then she fine. goes home. Yeah. He sends her home. Yeah. She does the same thing that some of the other women do at this point and start to open up a little bit, but Matt's not really feeling it. Yeah. I mean, this isn't the type of date that you pick for somebody that you 
want to meet their parents yeah. anyway. Tantric yoga is the one you pick for that. Yes. Which is why Serena P secures a hometown date. Exactly. Exactly. So we go to the rose ceremony. Jacinia has gone home and we have two roses for three women. Yep. Because Rachel had a rose and Serena P already had a rose. So we had Brie, Michelle and Piper for those last two roses. And as we guessed last week in our power rankings, the final four is Rachel, Bree, Serena, and Michelle. Piper is going home. Piper is uh, pretty crushed. Said she had her soul stomped on, I believe was the phrase. Yeah. Um, someone else said something like, I think it was Abigail. She's always been the one to help someone figure out who they want but it's never her well yeah like she said that along those lines she said that yeah guys who date me always figure out what they want next yeah yeah but yeah, it's yeah. not me but it's never me yep yeah so that's, that's our final that four. was heartbreaking yeah <laughs> abigail yeah. oh man yep i am interested to meet Bree's family because of just the story that she shared at the beginning. She's got a mother who's my age. And has a baby. And has and that mother has a baby, so that's a half sibling of Breeze, who I believe is at I mean they showed They a did baby, show a, a clip of infant. a baby, yeah. Um, I'm guessing that's Breeze step sibling. Half sibling, sorry, half sibling. So that'll be an interesting one. The Rachel's parents will be interesting. Um Michelle, who was hilarious at the end of the episode. We need more of those moments, I people. Know. Can we get more Michelle doing push-ups before a toast? That was incredible. That was so good. The the breaking of the like fourth wall too. Hang. It wasn't just, hey, I gotta give this toast and I wanna I wanna make sure I do it right. It was I wanna look good for the cameras. Yeah. <laughs> like she broke the fourth wall and also made it funny. And then everyone spat there. I thought it was I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was she good. just seems like, like a fun hang. Yep. Yeah, she's my, funny. Yeah, so I I don't know. Is there anything? Is there anything else pressing from this episode after running through it kind of quickly? No, I think I think we'll have some. If they decided to film Bachelor in Paradise this year, I think they'll have some good people. Yeah, that could be a that could. I think be it'll a be a really episode. good bip this year. Yep, we could we could do a a little. It's been done before on other podcasts, so it's not a, a terribly original idea. But we could do like a bachelor in paradise draft where we go through and pick people or pick a person and figure out who they be matchmaker we could be a yeah bip matchmaker episode once this is all done because we're gonna have some time off tiff thank goodness we're gonna have some we've it, i mean this is this has been a long stretch since claire crawley showed up in september and picked dale and went home <laughs> <laughs> she was like you yeah and then it didn't even she didn't even make it to the end of the next season with him Oh, I know. Didn't even make it that far. Kind of could have predicted that. Yep, yep. I think we might have. Um, so you think right. Dale could come to Paradise? Is he oh, free? Is he a free agent? Dale will for sure. Yes, he, he will be at Paradise. What a kick in the teeth that was. Is it be. too soon, though? Is, is that poor taste? I don't think it's too soon. They broke up around Christmas. January? They're not yeah. going to film Bachelor in Paradise until... They usually don't film that until June, right? Because it comes out in like August july august yeah yeah so that would be amazing <laughs> dale showing up walking down who's coming down the stairs? is that dale <laughs> oh my god it's dale he'll be a hot commodity oh, he will be um 
All right. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk at you next week. We'll talk at you next week. Good night.